Welcome to the Wellness Pod. I'm your host, Malika. And I'm your other host, Nikiwa. We have bi-weekly episodes where we talk about self-care and all things wellness. Welcome back to the Wellness Pod, everyone. We are so excited to have you back um, listening to us. And if you are a new listener, thank you so much for tuning in. Today, you are in for a treat. We are in for a treat, honestly. Yes, yes. Heck, we are all in for a treat. Even I'm excited. But before we start, let us first do an empowering question. Okay, so... Usually our tradition is for us to do it in person, but we can still empower one another and empower each other with our answers over Zoom. So Malika, what do you want to say you are proud of yourself for this week? Um, I, think it is, I think it is resilience. Um, Sri Lanka is back in the mid, middle of a lockdown. And this is my second lockdown ever since I came to Sri Lanka, the first one lasting a month. So it is tiring and it is mentally exhausting and yet I'm still powering through and uh, trying to be optimistic and I think I'm proud of myself for that. That's that's so good. I think mine is similar in a way. I would say that now that we have begun the semester and there's a lot of workload that we haven't gotten in a long time, I want to also say I'm proud of myself for being resilient this week. Before we get into the episode, we just want to issue a content warning that the conversation that is to follow discusses dating, romance, and relationships. So if any of this is upsetting to you, we recommend listening to some of our other episodes and skipping this one. In this episode, we're discussing dating in college. This is part of our mini-series on relationships in college. And if you haven't listened to the first one on Sweetmates, you should totally check that out first. We wanted to talk about dating in college, though, because it is strongly associated with the college experience. When you watch TV shows and movies, it is always about falling in love at a college party or going to a breakup before you move to different states. It's really funny that we're talking about this because I finished watching um, The Kissing Booth 3. Okay. <laughs> and this was all about, you know, college and like dating in college. Wow. Um, so very apt. But yes, you get the gist. Dating in college can be a truly tumultuous thing or a very calming influence. Um, it can contribute immensely to your wellness or it could be a great source of anguish. And we want to explore that here. If we're going to share some shows that we're watching of coming of age shows, um, just right before the semester started, I watched uh, around three seasons of Grownish, so that's where Yara Shahidi is the is the star. And same thing, go to college, um, go to parties, fall in love, and all of that. So definitely, the rhetoric is pertinent, to say the least, and it's definitely worth discussing. So, and for the twenty odd minutes that we have for a podcast episode, we won't be able to talk about all of the types of relationships that exist in college, though. So we're focusing on the ones that we got entries for. So thank you to everyone who did put in their entry. We truly, truly appreciate sharing your questions as well as your experiences and your opinions. So uh, the entries that we got uh, included romantic and sexual relationships. We, uh, Malika and I, we're not experts, right? So we therefore are drawing our own experiences from the stories that we have received. We are also learners, right? So, and we're also listeners and sharers of advice as we have always been. So let's get into it. Mpiwa, what is your relationship status right now? Right now, I am as single as a Pringle. What about you? Same, same. I mean, it's very hard to date in the middle of a pandemic. 
and also <laughs> being abroad. So yeah, single. I agree. Single. Yes. How has it been being single in college? You know, as you've already said, being in a pandemic yeah, kind of makes it hard to contact and also connect with people. Yes, I think I was definitely single by choice uh, freshman year. I entered college fully expecting to like launch myself into the dating scene, but I quickly realized that I was navigating a new environment. And in this new environment, I was a completely different person. Over time, I realized that I was definitely not ready to embrace a serious relationship and give a part of myself to someone and like invest in a relationship the way I would want to. So I took a step back and I decided I would not uh, date. But despite that, I mean, I was still kind of sad about not dating. Um, my sweetmates were all in relationships. And I remember this one time I left my room after writing a lit hum paper and all of them were like with their partners. And I was, I, at that <laughs> moment, realized I was the only single person in the suite. And I went to the toilet and I was like, you know, what's going on, God? Like, it, am, I, am I single because I'm not, you know, desirable, attractive? Right. And I, kind of spiraled into these insecurities that I knew were unreasonable, but I was still uh, insecure about. So yeah, we have actually a question or rather a form and entry that came in that kind of ties into this. When you want to get into a relationship, you need to make sure you know what you want out of it. And that is also why I just did not date uh, Fessen. I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't know myself. And that is why I just refrained from dating. Okay. I feel like my feelings on being single are actually kind of the opposite of what you said. So uh, the way you said you felt like you wanted to launch yourself into the uh, dating um, realm as soon as you entered college. For me, I feel like uh, I wanted to observe first. So definitely how I felt about being single in college was more of like feelings of curiosity, uh, wanting to explore. Um, I'm a learner, as you said at the beginning, I haven't been in a relationship in the longest time. And I think because of that, I've learned to not be like, um, yeah, rushing it in a way. And the same way you've also picked that up in a different place with different cultures. I'm learning in the specific culture of Singapore and um, Asia in general, like what, it, what affects relationships and what are the, the other things that um, can get into a relationship. So yeah, I guess um, that's, I'm learning. I'm more on the learning side, the curious side. And I would say even in my sophomore year, I'm still learning. So what are some things that you have learned? I think the first thing that I've noticed was that dating practices are so different in different countries. It's interesting to observe how people approach you when you're interested and contrast them in countries like Sri Lanka, where I've grown up all my life, um, right. and in Singapore, this completely new environment. Uh, what about you? To be honest with you, I'll be very open. I, I honestly don't know what constitutes asking out in Singapore. Um, sometimes I don't know what approaching is and what that looks like. Um, yeah, and at least what I know back home and also in South Africa, is what I've seen is that when someone is interested in you, right, they just say it. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like in Singapore, the dating culture just seems so much more nuanced than that. Like it's, it's um, low key. I don't know if you agree or is it just me? <laughs> I agree. Um, at least from my experiences, being approached in Singapore was very interesting in contrast because I think people are just a little bit more laid back. Um, but I think it's also because a lot of the meeting people happens online. And so it's not so like direct. 
so like online dating is obviously different from like meeting a friend or being approached in school so yeah i think that's that's a big reason yeah the thoughts of wondering whether you are desirable or not when it comes to dating and when approaching or being approached um, wondering whether you're attractive or good enough or have good appearances always comes into play that really brings in the idea of how dating in college really does bring in being essentialized or being um, um, reduced to an image, right? And for myself as well, I have talked to some people um, and this experience has actually come out of outside of Yale in US where I realized that for me to date in a place where, for example, I'm a minority race, like in Singapore, um, it's harder to connect with people because there are a lot of said and unsaid stereotypes. This is not to deter anyone who's thinking about a relationship, it's just for you to be aware of the fact that if you're going to get into a relationship, there may be some things about your identity or things that are associated with it that you don't have full control of. And sometimes someone may not fully understand that, but it's important to get those things out if someone is really interested in getting into a relationship with you or continuing on, right? For sure. I mean, we've swapped some stories between ourselves um, outside yeah. of this Zoom call. Right. and. I can only imagine how upsetting it must feel to be reduced to one aspect of your identity um, in the eyes of another person and to see that happen. I think it is an example of how dating in college is nuanced. It's tricky. It's experienced differently by different persons. Um, and dating often results in you being in a very vulnerable position because you're putting yourself out there. And so your insecurities can get heightened um, at the end, as the end result, which can be really tough to deal with. When you're in a relationship, you shouldn't feel judged, condemned, or exposed about any of those insecurities. You shouldn't feel bad about it. You should feel secure with and understood by your partner, even if these hard conversations are had. And you are progressing in and out of your relationship. Sometimes your biggest enemy may actually be yourself. Do make sure that you harbor positive thoughts for yourself and your partner or partners mm. you know what you mentioned progressing and i think you can absolutely progress and grow within a relationship and we got a really lovely um entry that i'm going to read out now being with this person really improved my self-perception and my level of comfort with myself i wouldn't say i had bad self-esteem but even when i had certain insecurities about myself this person would ease them and make me feel better about just being myself. <laughs> I love that. It's so wholesome and comfort in a relationship. And thank you to that person who submitted that entry. Relationships should not be always a struggle. Definitely the highs and they are highs and lows. Relationships can also be a source of growth and wellness. Also, I think that this story is a good indicator of how dating and being in a healthy relationship, whatever the, dynam the dynamic may be, can be a really stabilizing and comforting force. In an environment like college, I mean, everything is so new and complex and being able to maybe fall back on a relationship that can make you feel that way can be a great source of wellness. Just having a sense of support is a great structure to sometimes right. have. Yeah, at the same time, like it's great to have that source of wellness, but Sometimes what if, a re what if a relationship is not a source of comfort and love? Like, how do you feel, Malika? Let's say it doesn't work out in college. You still see the person around. So how do you navigate that for your wellness? Like, just seeing the human being all the time. 
Oof. Um, okay, I think this is a tricky question and often on the minds of many. Um, we got a question actually related to this and it reads, how do you get over someone when you're in such close proximity to them in such right. a close-knit college like YMC? I honestly have not gone through a breakup on campus, so the advice is not firsthand. Um, and it, it changes by situations and the emotions that you're feeling. But from what my friends have told me and what I've seen, uh, being in a close-knit environment, you have great access to close networks um, and support systems. So as long as, I mean, your friends are equipped or like emotionally equipped to deal with such struggles, um, you have environments like your suite who can really help you through it. Um, all the feelings that you experience in a breakup, I think, is multiplied by 100 when you cannot put physical distance between you and your partner. One entry actually spoke to us about how they got support from college and various other avenues for mental health during this time. Reach out for help, take care of yourself, and do not pretend that you are fine if you are actually not. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I have gone through a breakup with, um, with someone whom I was in the same social circle as, actually. So this was... Uh, just at the beginning of high school so um, it turns out that my ex actually ended up dating one of my friends the constant thing that I've learned honestly as as hard as it was after having paid attention to uh, my emotions was for me to stay faithful to my commitment to giving myself space for my ex and also giving my ex space I had to physically and also emotionally put space um, and it was hard I did reach out to one of my other friends to hold me accountable and to remind myself why I'm doing this so that I could sow these positive thoughts despite the difficulty. Yep, absolutely. You know, this conversation has got me thinking about another question we got on the form and it was asking why all the advice you will get when you ask someone about dating in college at YNC is don't do it. Like, and honestly, this is advice that I got personally don't use dating apps. Don't do it. Pickups are very tough in such close proximity as we've been discussing. Something really interesting that a friend of mine said uh, recently was that a big reason as to why she doesn't date on campus is because she struggles with putting like healthy boundaries, setting healthy boundaries when you're in such close proximity to a person you care about and want to see naturally. So it's tough dating in such a small campus where you have access to a person quite often always wanting to spend time with someone is natural some people might because of that end up opting for let's not date or don't date at all there's so many other priorities even in college um, so it it's it's hard but um, balancing is quite a thing it is not always imperative for you to be in each other's business right even though you want to spend time together so it's fine for you and your relationship buddy to actively take steps towards creating a distance or space for yourselves even though you might want to spend a lot of time with people, it's okay to create some distance. And we have an entry that kind of echoes the sentiment. My girlfriend over and a half years and I have fortunately found ourselves in the Goldilocks zone. She stays at the other side of NUS, so it's still easy for us to meet often. Since her major and my lack of a major are completely different, we don't talk much about academics, which is another plus. <laughs> we bond over indoor plants and mobile games. Consistent affirmation is important, especially for her. So we make it a point to call each other almost every night before losing consciousness. Nonetheless, I feel that sometimes spending too much time with each other can get a little overbearing. 
and we both need a little time and space alone sometimes. It is okay and it is super important to take a step back, reassess and communicate your changing needs and wants in a relationship so that your wellness can be aided. The person I was five years ago and the needs that I had five years ago are very different from the needs I have now and the expectations I have for any relationship. You shouldn't ever feel guilty about changing and uh, you shouldn't feel like a hypocrite or anything. You shouldn't feel condemned because of that. So it's human to change and it is perfect to communicate that in a relationship. Malika, we got an entry that talked about the cost of lack of boundaries and definitions. Now onto the other side of it. Malika, are you, are you one for labels or not? I don't think I need them per se. And in the past, I haven't cared too much for them than me. And something that I do want is definition for sure. The boundaries, what you expect from this relationship, what you don't expect from this relationship. And I think it's also easy then to voice discomfort and sort of negotiate almost, you know, if someone says, look, we're not in an exclusive relationship. And if I'm not comfortable with that, it is easy for me to communicate that as opposed to guessing. Yeah. And I agree. With this uh, submission that we got, uh, someone was talking about some disadvantages of not having labels. I didn't know where it was going, what the expectations were, ETC, and it made me super stressed. The uncertainties really affected both my mental health and friendship terribly. I guess friends with benefits is not inherently terrible, but I'd like to caution others about how uncertainty can really wreck you when college is already so stressful. Oof, yeah. Um, Thank you so much for sharing that. Like, yeah, when you're in a relationship with someone, it, it almost sounds like a given, but um, really we can learn from the situation that it's good to communicate. It's good to have um, clarity, especially when you're in college, because there are a lot of things that can come in your way um, academically and also personally. Absolutely. You know, I know this, this advice may seem intuitive, but something that I've learned over the years is you are absolutely entitled to situations that make you happy. I've been with people that want different things from me and to avoid losing them, I've compromised things that I didn't want to compromise. And now I know that if a situation isn't making me happy, I'm not gonna take that cost. To, to echo what you just said, Malika, about how you are entitled to being happy in your relationship. I feel that there is an underlying thought that some people hold that sometimes they do need to go to a bad, um, situation before it gets better in their relationship. As you want the best for yourself, you should also want the best for yourself in a relationship. So you should be bold to want that for you and your partner and your partners in relationships. So uh, to close, what are some parting words that you have with the experience? Do what you want, but remember to center yourself in the equation assess the relationship in the context of how it aids your wellness. All relationships have some kind of impact on your well-being and your mental health and your wellness and factor that in. Um, if it is hurting your well-being, please reevaluate its place in your life and whether it is a cost that you're willing to take. And also we recognize that we have so much ground to cover in such a topic like dating in college. Um, avenues that we haven't even explored or thought about are crushes, flirtationships, the whole works. If you would like us to explore more like this, please reach out to us on our Instagram at Wellness to let us know and to tell us some situations that you would like us to unpack. 
for sure and also on our instagram at yellowus we also post empowering content and updates on wellness related programs on campus so be sure to follow us and be in the scoop thank you for listening in and stay well stay safe